Get off my lawn. Hello and welcome once again to the Hapless Heroes podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and dungeon master for this continuing combat between the heroes of Tal'Duria and Garthax. Which also happens to be our 200th episode in this particular campaign story arc, so woo! Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah! So let's make this episode a momentous one. And we'll start doing that by introing our cast. I'll start with, on my right with Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. Oh, this will be the best plan. To his right, we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. One, two, three, four. To his right, we have Nicole as Boris the Butcher. I really hope this plan works soon. To her right, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Usually I enjoy forehands. <laughs> to his right, we have James as Hoblet the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. We left off back at the top of initiative. Just to reset the stage, we've got our four hands, and we've got a cloud of sickening radiance. Sick. So number, it's so sick. Yes. Hand number one, furthest to the left, is just outside this radiance of radius of radiance. I knew I was going to screw this up eventually. <laughs> and it is about, oh, 20 feet off to the left of the main group. Uh, then we've got hand number two, which is also just outside, and it's in relatively close what would be melee-ish range from Quinn. Uh, Hoblet was near there, doing a little tripping over himself, tripping over Quinn. He's next to Quinn, who is also on the uh, edge of the sickening radiance there. Sick. So if we pass over the space where Hoblet had previously occupied before he moved and tripped, right behind that, we have a Boris the Butcher. We've got a Lord Jarrell the Light about five feet further along from there, right along the edge of the sickening radiance. And Sick. just a few feet back from that, we've got hand number three. Hand number four is all the way off by the right-hand wall. Uh, looks like it is just inside the sickening radiance but is not inside the cloud sick also bringing it up at the far back end of the room we have a felix fizzlebottom just off who is frightened the frightened felix fizzlebottom that's me yes (laughs) Ah! i should have remembered that for the intro (laughs) off towards the back we've got garthax at the far end of the room uh and We've got a bomb near Garthax with an indeterminate amount of so time. So close left to going off. So close to going off. It's going to go off at some point before Jarrell's turn. Yep. <laughs> but before we can get to that, we've got Quinn, who's at the top of initiative. 
you're still frightened, right, Fran? Who? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my god. Uh, Felix. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the answer you but get to that count- question. Counter charm wouldn't do anything because you're already frightened, correct? I don't know. What is the text on counter charm? I'm not too familiar. Well, it just that. says that there's it's there's advantage on saving throw against fright or yeah. charm. Yeah. So I would have like this is so stupid. Like you'd have to have it running and I'd, operating. I'd literally be doing that all day long. Like yeah, but that's not a bad thing to just be doing to be sitting there and just acting as sort of like a pillar or like a buff pillar for the party to like you know ha- sure. help us save against harmful effects, which yeah, we Mr. had to be Bard. doing this whole time. I'm going to shoot at my crossbow. Oh, I didn't hit it. Counter charm. I'm going to cast it. We're going to play musical instruments because I do have a loot, which I never use. But <laughs> we're going to play the loot just randomly in the middle of this battle because that's cool. Um, and we're going to hopefully uh, disrupt mind influencing effect. Well, Mike, yes. you, you know that nobody near me can be frightened. It's only Felix that can be frightened. But this, this, but this probably goes further now. And it's more than just frightened. Right. So it's right. It's just it's fright and charm and and mind influencing effects. Right. So we have advantage on saves against those things. Uh, what's the range on it? What's the radius um, on that? 30 feet. So anybody right. who's around me that can hear me play. Yeah. Has, perfect. Yeah. It's disrupting. Um, yeah. This, this is one of those bard abilities. It's pretty sweet. Right. I think when I initially read it, like I read it as like, oh, it's only to defend against fright and charm, but there's really more to any, it. yeah, any mind affecting right. effects. You know, so we're going to attempt to see if we can deter these these ridiculous hands from doing ridiculous things to us, um, any, and any then yeah, um, I'm going to. I have one more bardic inspiration, but I. I think I'm, well, both of you have used I got things, one. Right? I right, got no, one. Yeah, still. I know you still have it. I think they've both have. Um, Jarrell, have you used yours? Yes. Hobble, have you used yours? You did. Okay. So I'm going to re um, inspire Jarrell. Um, yeah. So that's that. That's my turn. And maybe take a step back. Just one, just one, <laughs> just step one. Just one step back. Like a pivot, like a like a baby step. Um, how are you getting around Hoblet? Oh, is Hoblet behind me? Behind you now because he made sure. that. Why the fuck is Hoblet behind me? Oh, right. Oh, I've shit. Yeah, long, I don't maybe. take a step back. I don't take a step back. Yeah. My yeah. problem is hand number two shouldn't have even been there, and I screwed up because hand two had been pushed back a bunch of times. Uh, it tried to move, though. It moved yeah. in. I wound up so I, that way back out, and it foiled. I foiled my own plan in doing so. Nice. So we're all. Yeah, I'll just stay where I am then. All right. So you stay where you are, making the look back and deciding. Yeah. Like I, I went to go step back and realized there was a giant. Well, that's kind of a oxymoron, but yes, there's an oxymoron behind me. A giant <laughs> dwarf. A giant oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> That that came out much funnier than I did. I'm excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> All right, we move so down. Sorry, we nope, move down okay. to Felix. 
Okay, so I'm frightened, so I can't move any closer to what's the source of my fear. Um, so what I will do, as a bonus action first, still fire one of the motes of light. So that's now I've fired two. This is the second one, so I have five left. Um, at Garthax proper. Would that be a disadvantage then, since we're is this all one entity I'm frightened of? You are frightened of Garthax proper. So, so it would be made a disadvantage, correct? Yes. Okay, that's fine. Weird, it's like they're all the same thing. I rolled the same on both die. Uh, I'm going to use the Bardic Inspiration. Let's go. Fuck yes. Okay. Oh, Jarrell yes. ducks. <laughs> is this an attack so, roll? So this would, so it was, it would have been an 18 plus eight from the Bardic Inspiration makes this uh 26. Yeah, that'll do it. All right. 4d12 Radiant, baby. Let's do it. Those are the numbers I like to see. A 10, 12, 12, 2. So, yeah, 24, Ooh. 26, 36 Radiant damage. 36. And I'm going to prepare an action so okay. that at the end of Garthax's turn... I'm going to use an action to dismiss the sickening radiance. Sick. That is sick. So that my friends can charge the fuck in and slay this thing. Good call. Yep. That'll do. So that it still has to make the save and potentially take damage at the start of its turn, but at the end of its turn, boom, radiance gone. Free hits on everything everywhere. Wait, I should probably take my bugs away too then. Yeah, it's, well, that's only on the one side of the room. We can, we can move around with that shit. Oh, because Garthak's not okay. in there. So, Felix, is there anything else on your turn? Nope, because I'm preparing the action. That's 10 seconds, and uh, the bomb goes off. I'd had the present and two wouldn't have come out and attacked and would have thrown it to the other end of the room. But since I fucked that up, the bomb is right where it was and blows. (laughs) That's the danger. So don't throw these things at things that have hands or throw them where it would explode like quickly. Those magical hands could lift whatever. I'm glad they didn't get moved. (laughs) Now, I, I mean, think, I think that would have ended cool, but this is probably... Yeah, and Dave, for you as DM, remember, I said that these things have a variety of effects depending on what timing was set because no two Omnibombs are the same. Ah. Now, what, uh, would you be able to clue me in on uh, what the design intent of the of like a one minute or that 10 second timer would be? Like, I believe we done that before and what happened was it blew up and then a smaller cluster of bombs popped out of it and that was the last the only the the first and only time that someone said it for the 10 second option that's what happened was that done over the water that was done onto a ghost ship yep oh yes all right um, but there wasn't uh, necessarily a damage range. Well, we didn't attach one to it, did we? I rolled a bunch of D6. All right. Sounds good. A whole bunch of them. Like, like, it's like, it's like someone cast Fireball at a certain level. That's kind of what I rolled. Yeah. 
So, you know what? We are going to call that 8d6 damage. Can I roll it? <laughs> you may roll it. It's like a delayed blast fireball, essentially. Yes. Oops, hold on. If it's fire, this creature has a resistance to fire. So I'm going to say 4d6 of it is fire, which it would take a resistance. The other 4d6 is just straight up concussion force damage. Nice. Okay. So then I'll roll, I'll roll the four first. There are going to be fire damage at half. That's, oh, wow, uh, 13. So that ends up being six. And then the other four are concussion damage. <clears throat> which is only 15. So that ends up being 21 total damage. All right. It takes that damage. Garthax is starting to look pretty worse for wear. I might okay. even say he's bloodied. Well, a bomb going off in your face. Yes. So let's see. And that would be the definite end of Felix's turn. We are now on to Boris the Butcher. All right. Boris is going to attack hand number two, which should be within five feet of Quinn and Hoblet, correct? Since Hoblet fell attempting to smoke it with Trixie. Yes, that is correct. Perfect. So that would be falling under my sneak attack category. Yeah, our enemy of enemy within five feet. And that is a 25. Yes. 25 against AC definitely gets that job done. Excellent. Boom shakalaka. Shaka-laka, shaka-boom. I miss that sound as a rogue. <laughs> 27. So that's 27. What kind of damage? Uh, Magical piercing, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, straight up 27. <laughs> Wowza. I'm always magically piercing things. Right. That is. Um, what else you got going on this turn, Boris? Anything else? Yeah, no. I'm not really close enough to anybody to hide well. Oh, I still have all my movement, though. So, yeah, I'm going to go hide behind. Hoblet's still on the floor, I think. I can't really hide behind Quinn because that's where Hoblet is. So, Jarrell. Yeah. All right, Jarrell's a good choice for hiding behind. So you essentially step about five feet to your right. You are now behind Jarrell. And now we are back at the enemy. Cool. Uh, Garthex makes a con save a disadvantage if the con hex applies to Garthex as a whole. As it, Which, it does. Yes. And that is going to be a 16. You'll love to see it. Uh, so that's going to be 22 radiant damage from the sickening radiance. Sick. It's so sick. All right. So now we move along. Garthax clutching the diamond in his right hand, staring at it intently. 
almost ignoring the rest of the room while the hands do their grim work. So the, just to, just to confirm, the diamond then is visible. The diamond is now once again visible, yes. It somehow has come out during all of this. Perfect, thanks. All right, um, hand number one. Hand number one will, let's see, we are going to use, well, yeah, we're going to start with the roar. The roar is going to come from hand number four this time, I believe, and it's going to blast its roar throughout the room, and everyone gets to take the token thunder damage. Is this a mind, oh yeah, that's just a damage, but is this, would, would the rest of the roar be a mind-affecting spell? Um... I would assume that Frightened is a mind-affecting spell, yes. Oh, well, I guess it's really only affecting me, and I'm already frightened, so it doesn't matter anyways. I'm sorry. You would all take three thunder damage. Okay, that's oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Oh, jank, yell me, coke. And the other three hands, the mouths will begin to snarl and bite at the air. Hand number one will use its sonic blast from the far end of the room and it will be toward uh boris continues to be hidden so jarrell would uh get that sort of attention through the crowd that's going to be oh, sonic blast uh so you are taking the uh constitution saving throw oh okay uh that was actually a 24 Ooh, all right, yeah, that will definitely do it. So there's no deafening, and we're just going to take half of that 6d6. 66? Now we're going to get old. Is it still funny? I think it's still funny. Yes. So <laughs> it's a 20 divided by 2, so that's 10 thunder damage from that. Good art. And the other adjacent persons, everybody but Felix, are taking 6 thunder damage. Uh Sees. That was hand number one. Hand number four is accounted for. Hands number two and three, as they are relatively close, they are both going to do bite attacks. One is going to be against Quinn. Uh, is that going to be at normal or at some sort of disadvantage uh, conferred? Uh, I didn't use my reaction this time, right? Not yet. Not yet. Well, it, it's tough to say because when because it keeps going backwards after it attacks us. I might like the Oppie. Well, no, it would be against you. <sighs> yeah, Jarrell would totally try to help Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. So right. I'm, I'm going to use the, the shield to protect Quinn. Yeah, disadvantage. And that's going to be a 17 against armor class. Nope. Yeah, good. Nope. Do it. Okay. Oh, no. Sorry. No, I can't protect myself. God damn it, Quinn. Sorry. What kind of shit is that? Get above I, a 17 I, HP or armor class. I'm a, frick, I'm a freaking bar. He's a bar. Buy a shield. I have a shield. Buy a shield. I have a shield. Standing right, you're sorry. standing right next to him while he's holding his shield. Buy a shield. Buy a better shield. But I have a shield. <laughs> no, it's very, it's very bright. Like it's very shiny. 
It's very clean. No one, no one cares about aesthetics when you're getting beaten to death, Quinn. Very clean. True. Yes. So uh, taking the 3d8 plus one bludgeoning plus 3d8 plus one piercing. So that is going to be 13 bludgeoning and 18 piercing damage. Oh, oh no Um, I am, however, going to parry. Good. Where'd that go? Um, super plus my dex. Ooh, yay. Um, plus dex is three, so ten. So I only take three plus eighteen is twenty-one. Still looking pretty, pretty shitty. You and Boris both, I think, are not doing so hot. I was almost down until I healed myself. I don't think Quinn has oh, yeah, ever been this points. bad. Like, he doesn't take damage often. On the uh, scale of 97, we seem to be using uh, Boris would have 13 hit points, but, you know, she doesn't operate on a scale of 97. So she has less than 13 hit points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, someone do the fractions there in the, in the math and find out what X is. There's your health. Yep. So anyway, we have one last uh, one last attacking hand. And that is number three, which is going to charge forward and make its bite attack against Jarrell. Okay, good. It had advantage against yeah, you. Yeah, you get real lucky, Hobbit. Yep, yeah, advantage. And that is a 14 plus 12, a 26 against AC. Yeah, that's going to hit me. All right. And that is going to be 20 bludgeoning damage. <sighs> And ten piercing damage. Okay, doc. Yikes! It's not going to back away afterwards. Okay. But stay in, nice and close, and menacing. That will be the end of the monster's turn, and we are. Wait. Bugs. Insect swarm. Bugs. And then my and then my reaction. All right. So yes, bugs proc now to uh, the tune of what. I believe that is a, a con save. A At disadvantage. Save. At disadvantage. At disadvantage right. because <laughs> of the pervasive con. Con hex. And that is going to be a 12 plus 6 and 18. Yep. That beats that does it. it. So half damage at least. 15 divided by 2 is 7. Gross. And then right. my reaction dispels the sickening radiance. So y'all are... Sick free to engage physically <laughs> physically that was, well that was the thing we used to say back in the day are you engaged physically oh yeah I'm engaged physically Garthax is also definitely not in great shape now those hands the wispy darkness that seems to connect them to the mass behind Garthax himself are more in tatters, more black ooziness than black shadowiness. Garthax himself still deadly focused on the crystal in front of him, clutched in his right claw. And uh, yes, it is uh, now the uh, turn for Jarrell's rebuttal. I will first hit the one <clears throat> in front of me. Um, so it ends up being a 23 and a 24. 
those are quite a bit more spicy. I am going to use second level Divine Smites. Of course you are. <laughs> um, so that ends up being, again, ding, 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 the Paladin Math. Um, so first, from the Divine Smite, it's 38 Radiant Damage. From the Sword of Justice being just awesome, it's another 18 radiant damage. And then slashing damage is 26. Woo! So 38 oh. plus 18 plus 26. All right, so that gigantic amount of burst damage applied to hand number three cuts hand number three off cleanly at the wrist. Good. The hand falls down. The wispy tendrils connecting it to the rest of Garthax flop around wildly in the air like a wacky waver that's been somehow punctured. Garthax himself lets out an inhuman howl. (laughs) That's a pretty good howl. That's really good. Um, It needs to be equally goofy. He drops to a knee, still clutching the jewel in his right hand. And it is now on to Hoblet's turn. Um, I would actually like oh, to move a little bit forward. Yeah, you can oh, now. Absolutely. You have moved, so. How far away from him am I? Uh, he is, let's see, 10, 20, Sorry. 30, 40, 50 feet from you. Okay, so I'll walk up uh, 30 feet. All right. You are now up about 30 feet. Didn't note that on the map. That looks about right. I like it. And now we are on to Hoblet, who is, if you, I believe you are now, you probably weren't last turn either, no longer deafened. Or I, I wasn't deafened at the end of yeah, you're right. the bad guy's turn, right? Yes. Okay. So that's no longer there, although I believe you have not gotten up with Trixie yet. No. After your little mishap. I have not. It's okay. There's a hand pretty close to you that did not withdraw from Jarrell, so. As I look around at my compadres, how are we looking uh, hit point wise? The hand Uh, that, well, for one, the hand that did not withdraw from Jarrell was withdrawn from its own wrist just recently. Oh, right, okay. that one. Yes, there is the one that's near Quinn and, by extension, Hoblet. I'm sorry, go ahead then. Well, I'm... Is my team looking beat up? <laughs> yes. Me, but everybody around, else. As you look around at your team, Boris tries to wave at you and, like, blood spurts out of her arm instead of actually managing to wave. <laughs> <laughs> as Jarl's walking away from her. <laughs> He was hiding right behind Jarrell. By all accounts, still technically hidden. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I am going to cast... Fuck. Fuck. Feel like I could probably kill him, but if I fuck it up, then we're all fucked. Why don't you just get up and hit the thing? Because I have two hit points left, and Boris has like four (laughs) hit points left. So we're fucked. If he gets another turn, we're fucked. He's going to put all of us down. Yeah. 
So I'm going to cast Mass Cure Wounds. And it is a 5th level spell, but I believe I'm going to cast it... I am, because I have a 6th level spot still. I'm going to cast at 6th level. Uh, so this will get everybody, because it's 6 creatures. Uh, and it is... 4d8 plus 8. Let's wow. fucking go. So everybody gets 26. Cool. Look at that. We had some genuine peril for a time. Yeah, I've just been ta- d- absorbing hits. Boris, too, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. All that thunder. Yeah, all, those, all that pulsing thunder damage from those uh, roars and sonic blasts. Yeah, just breaking, just breaking the um, the immersion for a second. Like this is a very, very fun encounter. Like this is challenging yeah. AF. Yeah, it's just yeah. constant. It's just consistent and sustained damage every single turn. Right. I'm taking yeah. twenty, and then I'm taking eight, and then I'm taking thirty, and then I'm taking six, and then I'm taking. All right. Um, so, Hoblet, you get your mass cure wounds off. Is there anything else you're doing with your action economy? Can I stand up? Yep, you can use half your movement to do so. Could have done that before you cast the spell. <laughs> uh, you cast no, the spell actually, from the ground. You know what? You know with what? four health points left, you cast the spell laying on your... Right. No, Hoblet <laughs> does like the church thing where the people like spaz on the ground and like speak in tongues. He's like, ha, 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 and then everybody got their healing points. Uh, and then he hopped, hopped up, ah, feeling much fresher. Does the whole shaking his head, rips the shirt. And I'm going to head with Jarrell, uh, staying probably maybe a little to his right, a couple feet behind him. You see, you can only move so much because you use half your movement to stand up. So well, right? How far of... did how far did he go? Thirty. Thirty. Okay, so I can move like twelve feet towards him, right? Because my movement's twenty-five, and I used half of it to stand up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm well, yeah, I'm just moving towards Jarrell. Okay, I've got you just inside what would have been the actually about ten feet just inside what would have been the area where the sickening radiance was when such radiance was a radii of sickening sickness. Yeah, then we're good. No longer sick. We are good. GTG, DTF, baby. It has subsequently ceased sickness. So that is where you are. You have moved. You have actioned. You have uh, done everything. So we go back to the top of initiative with Quinn. I'm going to cast Enhance Ability on Boris. Because you're near me, right, Boris? Yeah. I can I can just, like, reach out and touch you. I'm where Jarrell was before I moved forward. I'm going to cast Bear's Endurance on you, which gives you plus 2d6 temporary hits. Don't know if that'll really help much, but we'll hope. Because you're it's low. A buff, right? It's a buff. It's a buffer. Yeah, it's something. Yep. Uh, eight. Nice. Eight temporary hit points. Um, and then I'm gonna rally on myself. 
um, which is a bonus action. And I'm going to give myself... Bech. Six. Um, that's really it. Because I don't have any art inspiration left. Salad, though. Um, hey. So hopefully that helps you, Boris, in some fashion. <laughs> uh, yep. So, and I'm right there with everybody. I'm not going to move. Okay. So you're going to stay where you are and not move to match the others, then. Oh wait. Right. Um. Yes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with them. So I'm gonna move up with. Them. Okay. You've got enough move probably to get yourself pretty close to where Jarrell is, or do you want to stop at uh, where Pablo has stopped? Um, I'm going to go up with Jarrell. So going up with Jarrell. Okay. We've got you Old up move. there. All right. And that is the end of Quinn's turn, and we are now on to the frightened Felix Fizzlebottom. The frightened Felix Fizzlebottom will fire some stuff. So... Uh, I mean, there's all going to be a disadvantage because how long does that frighten last? Jesus. Um, one minute. Okay. Yeah, it's we're well within a minute still. Okay. So I'm going to roll each. I'm going to fire three Eldritch Blasts. So I'll roll disadvantage for each beam. Still plus 12 to hit. So let's see. And uh, what are you firing it at? Garthex proper. Okay. Uh, so nine would be the lowest plus 12 is, uh, 21. A 21 will not do it against. Oh, it's just 22. Okay. 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 Second shot is less than that. Third shot is less than that. So none of those hit. Uh, and then I'm going to fire a light. I'm gonna fire a mode of light. Hey, hey. Um, I just ha- I I like have a question because I've been waiting to try to do this. So I have an ability where I can add ten to an attack roll. To your attack roll, not mine. Yeah, yours. Oh well, then I can do it for myself. Is it a yeah. reaction? Yeah. Oh well, what the fuck, man! I'm about to make one more. Well, right, but now that I know, like. What's weird though is like now that I know that it's twenty-two. Well, you can make a judgment call later. <laughs> yeah, it's just like literally either it's just. Oh no! I, I know. guess we figured out that it was twenty-two. Okay. Well, okay. just I'm did. saying like if we we okay. just did. Garthax proper okay. has an armor class of twenty-two. Okay. So yeah, don't don't just blast past those because I have a plus ten that I can give out one time. Okay, cool. I mean, thanks for letting me know after I've rolled three of my four attack rolls this turn. What? So, I didn't know if I could. I'm add going this to, to help as you. a as a bonus action. I am going to fire one more of the motes of light from my crown of stars. Fire it, baby. And I'm going to take the audio cue that Dave gave about Garthax proper having an AC yeah. 22, and I'm going to fire it at hand number four. All right. At disadvantage. Okay. Okay. That'll do. 25. Yeah. 25 absolutely does it against the hands. That's 4d12. Radiant damage. Against hand number four. Uh, could be better. 
16 radiant damage. Hand number four is also destroyed. Yes. Sick. All right. And I'm going to stay right the hell where I am. I'm not going up with these jamokes. No, no, no. You can't. You actually can't. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm literally just going to stand here (laughs) cowering in fear, just like, like, it's almost like you like one hand sort of like cowering and the other hand is kind of like, you know, like it's like that where you put the, your, your hand through like the, the, the triangle elbow, right. sort of like you, know, you put your hand, your hand in your forehead, you like put your arm like an elbow, you're just kind of sticking your hand out between it. That's Felix like how, is like, telling himself he's choice. making the intelligent choice, but we all just know it's because he's pants shittingly terrified of this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not like Jarrell. I will. I mean, I, I have a, I, I'm just, I will own my frightenedness. Because <laughs> yes. you can be frightened. Yes. <laughs> so, if there is nothing else from the frightened Felix Fizzlebottom, we now There's go that. on to the battered Boris the Butcher. Ooh, love that. Slightly less battered now from some some kind healing. Uh, question. Answer. Theoretical question. Let's say Theoretical Boris answer. were to, like, dash up within melee range. She would lose the advantage she has from currently being, you know, hidden behind the history of Jarrell, right? <laughs> well, yeah, you're no longer hidden at this point. Like it's a new yeah. turn. Yeah. So, so I already. So she that. is. She is unhidden because I moved, right? I mean, the object or thing that she was hiding behind is no longer there to provide that hiddenness. Question mark. Yeah, that sounds rules as intended. I don't know what rules is written are, and honestly, we're deep enough into the night where I'm not going to look up rules is written. Rules is intended kind of sound like it. So, yeah, you're not quite hidden right now. Cool. Um, okay, but I'm only 30 feet away from Jarrell. So Boris is going to, you know, sneakily dash up behind Jarrell and then use her cutting action to... Um, you know, hide while she's sneaking up behind Jarrell. So, you know, she just sort of disappears. And All then right. is going to uh, leap up from behind him and and throw her dagger at Garthrax. As I say, did you actually have to dash, though? Because like, I remember you saying dash. Was it using that just oh, as a no, no, verb? She's not yeah. actually dashing. Yeah, so okay. that's to describe the way of motion. Like, she's going to, you yes. know, like, rogue hunch over and, like, like, kind of dash up behind him when it's only 30 feet, so it's not actually a dash. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. All right, so we're going to move. We're going to cunning action into hide so that you can jump out of it to get your sneak attack. Yep. You will be exposed at the end of this turn. Yes. It's for a good cause. So let's see what what happens with your attack against whom are you making your attack against? Uh, Garthex. Direct. Garthax 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 34. 34 does a significant amount of damage to Garthax, such as that he takes another half a shuffle forward off of one knee and falls over, dying. The jewel falls from his hand, hits the floor, 
and shatters into five pieces. No, 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 no! The fact that Felix is freaking out is freaking me out. Did you forget Hedrick was in the diamond? No, I knew Hedrick was in the diamond. That's no, I'm, I'm talking out. to Mike because Mike is confused that. about why Felix would care that. if he, Hedrick just split into five pieces. I, I did forget that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that it's in character for Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hoblet is just standing there dumbfounded, staring forward like with a du- awestruck look on his face. For the first time in a long time, he doesn't know what to say. Um, so now that the source of my fear is dead, I'm going yes. to run up and like shove everyone aside. Like, Nobody touch it! Is it just five pieces? It is five pieces. I will, exactly. collect, yeah. I will collect all five pieces and put them into my bag of holding. Nobody touches this. I need to figure out how to put this back together. Yes, all five pieces are identical, and on any kind of examination, you see Hedrick in all five of those pieces in slightly different hues. Good. I was hoping that was the case. It's not like Hedrick's leg is in one. I'm just gonna. Hedrick's I'm just gonna like. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna like hold. Yeah. I'm gonna hold the shards in my hand and like look down at the reflections of like Hedrick and just be like, "Don't worry, buddy. We're gonna save you." Oh, hopefully Hedrick hears. Boris is going to run over to Felix and pull a piece of gum out of her mouth and try to, like, stick No, don't touch it! Don't touch it! (laughs) It's such good intention. And I I just, like, hold it, you know, like, I I just, like, you know, like, like, pull it away from her. Um... And because, like, listen, Felix remembers when he was trapped inside one of these black diamonds of Garthax. Mm Mm-hmm. It was not fun. It was horrible. And I had Pregnart like like slopping his disgusting hands over while I just could only stand and watch in horror as all of the terrible things that were happening to me inside of there were just going to continue to happen until someone more responsible took me to get help. So I'm going to be the responsible person and take Hedrick to get help. I can be responsible. No, we can't. <laughs> this is personal, Boris. This is um, personal. Jarrell will put his hand on Felix's shoulder and say, Felix, I do believe that ridiculous goose man we know back in the uh, prime material plane can fix this. Yeah, I know. We tried to talk to him before to fix it the first time. And th- don't worry about it, Jarrell. Just don't worry about it. And then I'm going to look. Garthax is very much dead. Yes? Garthax is dead. And in fact,. He is dissolving into a black goo that is spreading across the floor. Okay, I'm gonna just start firing fucking Eldritch blasts just at the at the center of his mass, and just like I'm like angry. I'm just I'm just I mean I'm I'm just like I'm starting to sling him just like crazy now, like angrily and in in, in just in in a blind rage. In somewhat sickening, dull, wet splats, chunks of flesh and Black Icker fly away from where the Eldritch Blasts impact his further and further mangled corpse. Um, do we have anything that we want to know from him? Did we want to talk to him at all? He's, he's goo. He's goo I now. Mean, I mean, I mean, someone needs, to, <laughs> someone needs to stop me if that was your intention, because, like, Felix is now rage-firing Eldritch Blasts at the corpse of Garthax. That's okay. Doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure that it's irrelevant. 
I just I just <laughs> want to ask you guys, do we want to talk to him? I would have liked to know more, but it's too late now. This motherfucker just is just shatter, my friend. But it's not too late now. The two remaining hands have also fallen to the floor and are. What is his? What is his skull? What does his skull look like? His skull looks like a polished demon skull of some sort of greater demon. Okay, so it's still there. It's still there. It's. I mean, if he has, demon. it says one creature with a mouth. That's all it says. Hissing and acidic. Because I have a speak with the dead where. I, we can ask him questions if there's stuff you want to know. Uh, hold on. Do I have my zone of truth? Because <laughs> this always works out perfect. perfect. Hold on. Hold on. I will I will cease firing once I actually see a plan forming. I do have one second level zone of truth left. If you want to do this, speak with that Let's zone do of it. Truth. I loved this last time. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, but what do we want to ask? Like what? Uh... Okay. Wait, how do you get out of here? We need to get. How do you get out of here? Hobbit, you're the one who has to ask the questions, right? As the caster of the spell. I'm gonna assume so. I would write I'm, this. I'm gonna I, waste I would, at least I would, one. Question. I would write these questions down for you, but I know you'll just burn the piece of paper I give you. Well, he might eat it. Or that, right? He will destroy it in some fashion. So I'm not gonna bother writing the questions down, but I'm going to give you some talking points. If he didn't want to talk while he was alive, maybe he'll talk when he's fucking dead. And I just fire one more shot at like the puddle of goo. <laughs> All right. So do you want me? Do you want me to read this to you, Dave? Speak with the dead. Are we asking him questions, or are we just moving on here? Um, oh, we, we have to ask him something. We need to I, get out of here. I mean, if you guys are looking to ask some questions, certainly. Um. Uh. Yeah. Give me. Give me the text of speak with the dead. You grant the semblance of life and intelligence to a corpse of your choice within range to answer questions you pose. The corpse must still have a mouth and can't be undead. Uh, the spell fails if the corpse was the target of this spell within the last 10 days. Until the spell ends, you can ask the corpse up to five questions. The corpse knows only what it knew in life, including the languages it knew. Answers are usually brief, cryptic, or repetitive. The corpse is under no compulsion to offer a truthful answer if you are hostile to it or it recognizes you as an enemy. Unless, However, of course, I use zone of truth. <laughs> well, exactly. yeah, that's another. Uh, also, uh, there's like another paragraph at the end, but basically the paragraph at the end says, I can keep it alive for up to 10 days as long as I don't ask up to five questions, but it can't learn anything new. So I can't like take it around and show it stuff and then ask it questions <laughs> about the stuff that I show it. It only knows what it knew while it was alive. Unless it was already there, at which point it would know. We just bring this talking skull with us. We might as well. I have a skull pocket. She <laughs> does. My girl, Boris. That broke Welcome friend. back, fucker. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. I love this. That is the verbiage for Hoblet's speak with the dead is welcome back, fucker. Uh, and then Hoblet immediately, uh, not Hoblet, uh, Jarrell immediately cast Zone of Truth. Okay, Hoblet, quick, talking points. How do we get out of here? What is this plane of existence? 
What was Garthax? A dead guy. Fuck you. We're, and we're how trapped. do we save Hedrick? And how do we save Hedrick? We're trapped here. How do we get back to... What, what's the regular plane? Oh, 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 no, we, we want to go forward, further into... We want into, to ascend. Yeah, we want to ascend. How do we... Where do we go to get our friend to ascend to godhood? How can we continue our path of ascension towards godhood? To literally ascend? Doors on your left. <laughs> cool. Was that a truthful answer? Because it, it is in the zone of truth, so... Okay, doors on the left. You shattered my friend into five pieces. How do I get him back together? I don't know. I didn't intend for you to break the crystal. You broke the crystal. You killed By dying. me. <laughs> you dropped it soft. In the process of being killed. <laughs> I love these conversations every single time. <laughs> Just make sure that none of these are a question. Move on. Oh, I tablet. am. Um, Asshole. <laughs> Just keep calling your name. It's great. What was Garthax? What plane of existence are we on? Why do I care what he was? We killed him. Fucker's dead. I need to know what we're dealing with so I understand how to put Hedrick back together. Because if I understand the level of magic that was, you know, created, then I can at least understand the difficulty that is in front of us to put our friend back together. You sure were an ugly fucker when you were alive. What were you? I was the demon Garthax. That's I probably it. could have guessed that. That's <laughs> probably it? could have guessed that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah it makes sense. <laughs> hey, the answers are allowed to be vague and or very right. literal. That's true. Okay. Well, I get Sorry, that was a waste of a question. My bad, y'all. Do you want to hold on to him? Well, sure, we, yeah. still have, we still two have two more, two more no, questions. By all means, hold on to me. I want a front row seat when somebody else kills you. Well, <laughs> boorish. Pop, pop that pocket open. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Okay, One so question. so One when question. you when when Felix says that, I just want to give them a Hoblet. I want Boris like pulled the pocket open, and Hoblet was ready to like underhanded basketball toss the skull into the pocket that Boris was holding open. So I like like cartoons, right? I'm like I like am in my backswing, and Felix is like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 whoa, whoa. Yes. What plane of existence are we currently on? What plane of existence are we currently on? My nerd friend wants to know. You're in my manor house in Legradex. We're still in Legradex. Okay, okay. That's actually, that's a, that's, that is good information to have. Uh, we'll save the last question. We got 10 days to figure that one out. So just pop, <laughs> in, the, just pop in the sack. Do you in a bit, and then I get finish off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Boris holds open her pocket, catches the skull in the pocket, and then and as it fades into the pocket, 
eat my ass. You don't have <laughs> one anymore, asshole. And then Boris yells, goal, and runs up and high fives. Oblet. Yes. Um, you know, while, and then while this exchange was fun, you know, Felix's heart sinks once more once he still looks back, looks down and sees the shards of, of, of Hedrick, you know, still like in his hands. Okay, buddy. You know. I'm just going to look down. I'm going to be like, hey, okay, buddy, I'm going to put you away. It's in my bag of holding. It's kind of dark in there and kind of scary, but I bet you the place you're in right now is also dark and scary. So just know <laughs> we're going to work on a way to save you. And I put the shards into my bag of holding. Do we know he can hear us? I don't know, but I'm going to try to comfort him. <laughs> it's in like some talking way. to somebody in a coma. Because none of y'all are going to do that. F- Felix could hear us in the Diamond of Garthax, but that doesn't mean that it's the same property. Yeah, right. right. I'm not going to assume anything. Does Boris know that your bag is a bag of holding? I make no secret about it being a bag of holding. Like, yeah. this is, yeah. Like, like I, yes. At, at this level, a bag of holding is almost like standard equipment for your serious adventurer. Yeah, okay. Boris is going to offer her fur coat to Felix and be like... This might help keep him safe. <laughs> I I appreciate the thought, but it's okay. I got this. I've dealt with worse, and I point to my forehead where the you know the the, the gem is still very clearly. Set not currently. It. Not currently. In my bandana. Listen, I'm not wearing my props <laughs> anymore. My head was sweating. Okay. <laughs> Sweaty head is a serious problem. Listen, I, I did my bit. I wore my prop for like fucking weeks. All right. Like, we're good. I feel like we understand now. Like, I wore it to yes. make sure that there was always that reminder. Hey, this is always set in Felix's head. This is just a part of me right now. Anyways. And I just wanted to be noted. I have recorded in my notes 10 days of a verbally abusive demon skull. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just hear, like, muffled insults coming from my pocket? Fucking constantly. (laughs) Oh, good. At one Um, point, he will be doing six hours straight of Yo Mama jokes out of the pocket. (laughs) Like, my pocket can block, like, other magic, but, like, that voice still somehow permeates it. Yes. (laughs) All right. I'm going to take stock for a moment now that the fog of war has lifted a bit and look to my left where there should Mm -hmm. be a door. Yes, where all of this stuff, this black, goopy awfulness that connected the hands and the back of Garthax was, it's starting to fade. And you can see the top of a doorway along the left, uh, a little higher than normal, a little wider than normal. We'll say about maybe six feet wide, up to almost 13 feet high at the top, arched a big, thick wooden door with big iron bands on it. Opening on the left. I guess on we go. Uh, Jarrell shakes his head. No, no, not not quite yet. Uh, and he's going to like just kind of plop himself on the ground. He is totally taking a long rest after all this bullshit. I have one spell left and like 30 health points and nothing else. Well, we are could, taking a on. nap. Yes. <laughs> Let's do that maybe in the in in the beds in this fake arranged house. They're probably more comfortable than this floor. Thank, 
Thank you for permission, Felix. And Jarrell will walk off to find a comfortable spot to take a nap. Sass. <laughs> Ditto. Yes. Are you napping in your armor? Uh, well, my squire is not here currently. So <laughs> not doff your armor. It's very difficult to take off by yourself. We are going to do the mildest of yada yadas as I just sort of skip by and explain that on make sure I have my bearings here on the first floor there are some well apportioned rooms that are accessible pretty easily off of the lobby I believe you guys encountered them already when you were exploring yes 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 so it's quite easy now that you can explore this place very freely to find rooms where you can rest well. Perfect. There is even a kitchen where you can prepare food on an oven and a stove and those sorts of things powered by a wood fire. And there's even a dining room. I say we don't tarry long, but let's just try to eat, sleep, and keep going forward. We can't stop. We can't, we can't wait long. Literally, the fate of Telduria is resting on our shoulders, and the fate of Hedrick. Right. But we need our spell slots. <laughs> yes. And I'm just explaining that, yes, we should take the time we need, but no more than that. Sure. With that, the party will take a very, very well-deserved long rest. And I will say that if you like us and the things you're doing, we can be found on the internet in such places as Twitter, at Hapless Heroes, at Instagram, also at Hapless Heroes on Facebook, and search for Hapless Heroes Podcast, even on Reddit, slash r slash Hapless Heroes Podcast. All those places will take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence, however, via links in all those places, be it stickies or pins or wherever. It will take you to our Discord server where you can hang out with us on a daily basis. We're all there. We're all relatively easily accessible. Join our community. It's a great community. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's really just, yeah. It keeps growing every day. As of this recording, we are almost to our 100th user. Hey, see, it's pretty great. Cool little community we got going on here. We'd love to have you as part of it. Heck yeah. Now, if you really like us, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice since you have made it through the entirety of this mini-adventure inside the grander adventure but not, you know, a whole arc, just, you know, a multi-part episode that went to multi-multi-multi-parts in a nice long combat. But if you've listened to all this, you probably have a podcast service of your choice. And if it allows you to leave reviews, please do so. Five stars, you know, we'd love, but any stars, you know, be honest with your review. And we will read it aloud and give you credit for the five-star human being that you are for having reviewed us. True that. Now, if you really, really like us, you can donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash haplessheroes. Uh, we have a variety of reward tiers. Um, we have access to uh, you know special little role and uh, channel on our Discord. 
One of the things you can access there are bloopers and outtakes. Those things are also on Patreon at that same reward level. Um, you could get Hoblet's notebook from the beginning of uh, of season one for several years, I suppose. Um, full of the disjointed and mad ramblings of everyone's favorite dwarf who chooses violence every single morning. Is that a thing? Who am I in competition with? Everyone's favorite dwarf. Is there like a top five? Well, yeah, there's a couple. Uh, Gimli, for sure. Yeah, when I think about favorite uh, dwarf, yeah. Right, Gimli, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, any of, any of the, the top two. The, the sleepy... Yeah. I mean, I'm better than all seven uh, of the white doors. <laughs> all seven. Yeah, I mean, you know, they grump, might round out the grumpy, top ten. But, you know. <laughs> Needless to say, there are many dwarves. A hoblet's our favorite dwarf. And if you like us right now, you love us, Sally Field, and the whole deal. Um, create a new sport ball league. Um, and make this new version of sport ball the most popular of all the sports, um, including balls. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> with uh, each team, you have to be named specifically after a character or a like, like the McGoggles or something like that. It has to be very much based off of the hapless heroes. And um, after the national anthem and depending on where you're playing you know the canadian national anthem and then the, uh, the u.s national anthem and maybe even the mexican national anthem you then have to play the hapless heroes theme song the, the yeah. whatever the sport is is completely up to you i don't care <laughs> perfect spoken like a true sports fan <laughs> play a new sport ball game with your yeah, sport a new ball sport involving a ball yes so, for our walk-off, we're going to outro our cast. Starting from my left, we have Hobbled the Smasher, played by James. Oh, that guy was a bitch. To his left, we have Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, played by Mike. Always at my service. To his left, we have Boris the Butcher, played by Nicole. Oh, this is going to be a good nap. To her left, we have Lord Jarrell the Light, played by John. Until next time. And to his left, we have Felix Fizzlebottom, played by Francesco. Don't worry, Hedrick. We'll figure something out, buddy. I know we will. My name is Dave, and I've been your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. We'll see you next week for uh, some new adventures. Bye-bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.